Well, what a night in South Philly. Welcome on in. It is the final out, sponsored by Regency Furniture. Affordable, never looks so good. Brutal, tough, just just uninspiring by the end. Lost by the Phillies tonight. Um, and five straight losses. Like, like five straight losses when they got to, what, two games over 500. They're back to three games under 500 now. Um, and what really sucked about that, obviously there's, there's a lot, you know, a good amount of things that sucked about it is that like, again, the crowd early in the season has been so great. There was such a buzz in the building for, for Bryce's return. And what the start of the season has done is that it has had all the bad feelings you know, of of Phillies baseball over the last couple of years all come creeping back. Whereas what happened in, in October and November last year sucked everyone right back in to where they felt like that's how the season was going to be. And I talked about this after the Dodgers sweep uh, on Wednesday where it was like I felt like this season I, I was going to stop being annoyed at losses. I was going to stop treating every – lost like an Eagles loss, and I would I would just be like, okay, they lost, but it's not the end of the world. They're going to be fine. They have my benefit of the doubt. But what they've done since last Sunday night in Houston is that they've lost that benefit of the doubt. They've lost that benefit of the doubt. They have figured out ways to lose games rather than win games. They got bludgeoned in games one and two of the Dodgers series. But they very easily could have won on Sunday night in Houston. They very easily could have won Sun- or Wednesday against the against the the Dodgers, and they very easily could have won tonight. And that's three games in a week that they found ways to lose rather than win. And when you're under 500 like they are now, that kind of stuff adds up, and it's just incredibly, incredibly frustrating. Two one five five nine two. 9494 if you want to get in you're leaving the uh the, the complex whether it's whether it's the Phils whether it's the Sixers just an overall disaster night i mean between Bryce returning and and obviously MB getting his mvp and all the emotion that he showed pregame to go out and lay an egg like that like it's just it was an awful night it was an awful 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 freaking night and it's just it's one of those classics it's 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 like oh this is what our parents talk about when they pass down Philly sports to us, is a night like tonight. A night like tonight. Boston, one of our arch rivals, is in town. In baseball and in basketball. And they just let us down. They just let us down. And they it, it, it makes you just, it makes you feel like, why do I even do this? Like, it's like, literally, that's, I know it's early in the season. I get it. It's only 15, 18. But it, it, it's just, it's so, so frustrating. 215 592 94, 94 if you want to get in. I got two main takeaways that I want to hit on the in the open here from tonight's game. Uh, number one is the lineup. And to me, the, the game might as, the might, might as well have been lost when Marsh and Stott aren't in the lineup. And it's just like, I don't understand why this has to be so hard. It's not this hard. Just set a lineup with guys that are your everyday players don't worry about lefty-righty. Don't worry about, like, a little matchup advantage. No matchup advantage, no analytic, no number is going to convince me 
that Josh Harrison and Dalton freaking Guthrie should be in the lineup over Brandon Marsh and over Bryson Stott. I know Bryson Stott has been struggling for a little bit here. I know Marsh hasn't been as scorching hot. I even know Boehm. Yes, the young kids have, have come back down to earth a little bit. But what are we doing here? What are we doing here? It is – Chris Sale was was really good tonight. Ten strikeouts, one bad inning, um, and, and it looks back to being the good version of Chris Sale. But who cares? I mean, seriously, who freaking cares? Play Marsh and play Stott. There is no matchup advantage to playing Harrison and playing Dalton Guthrie at this point of the season. You had off yesterday. There's no reason to sit there for two games. They're not tired, whatever. That was incredibly frustrating. Just incredibly frustrating. So uh, the fact that Stott and Marsh wasn't in the lineup was, was very annoying. And then we get to the, the, the top of the lineup. And I'm a Kyle Schwarber fan. I think he's a, a really, really important piece of this team. I think he is the emotional leader of this team. And I think that hopefully June comes along and hopefully they start getting the big games and, and he steps up, whatever. You can't have two strikeout guys, two high strikeout guys batting one-two. You can't have it. This is actually what cost you a World Series last year. Like, that's what cost you a World Series is having – Two high strikeout guys batting one-two that get later into the game with these nasty relievers with, whose stuff is just amplified in the seventh, eighth, ninth inning who are easier to strike out two high strikeout guys. Did I know I was getting a high strikeout guy in Trey Turner? I had a feeling, but I didn't think he'd be this bad. And hopefully he can get right a, a, a month from now. Like Hopefully he can get right and get this whole season back on track to where it's not another uh, 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 not a disaster, but like not a freaking like whatever. Like I don't want to have to deal with a, a, this year's version of Nick Castellanos all over again. Why do we put two high strikeout guys batting one two? Because late in the game, it just absolutely kills you. It kills you having two high strikeout guys batting one two. I don't get it. And, and again, I just I feel like we're overthinking this thing. We're just overthinking it. You're trying to just look at the numbers and say to people, no, everything's fine. This is how it's going to work. He strikes fear in, in pitchers' eyes when he steps to the bat just because he looks at, look at their home runs. You think they're really afraid of 185 right now? No, they're not afraid of that. And, and Trey Turner and, and Tucker gave me the stat before the show. 25 strikeouts with men on base this year. 25 strikeouts. Stop overthinking the lineup. Enough with the, the, the high strikeout guys batting one, two, and enough with sitting Marsh and Stott against lefties. There's no need for it. You had an off day yesterday. Tonight might as well have been a must win given that you just lost three straight and you're under 500 again, and you're sitting your two regulars. Why? Why? There's, there, there's, there's no, there's no explanation for it other than you're worried about Chris Sale. You let Kyle Schwarber bat leadoff. Like, you're letting Kyle Schwarber bat leadoff against Chris Sale. He can do it. But Bryson Stott and Brandon Marsh can't. Make that make sense. I can't. Uh, And my second big takeaway from tonight is that uh, Zach Wheeler is not fully back yet. You know, and and, and that's honestly been one of the more crushing parts of this week is that Noble took a step back and Wheeler took a step back tonight. He wasn't brutal. He He was fine. But again... 
you know, his ERA is over to back over four now, um, and it, it just it, it hasn't looked right. It just has not looked right, and has not looked like the Zach Wheeler that we have have been accustomed to kind of seeing here. And when you start to look at at things that worry you um, for this summer and and the team going forward, if Wheeler and Nola don't get right and don't start helping you win ball games rather than finding ways to help you lose balls, ball games, then it's going to be a long summer because I can't wait for Ranger to get back. We'll see where Andrew Painter is. But this team's going nowhere if those two guys don't start stepping up. It's as simple as that. If those two guys don't start stepping up and being the guys that we know they should be, then this team is going absolutely freaking nowhere. They're going nowhere. So these guys have to figure it out. Because if they don't, then it's relying on Ranger. It's relying on Taiwan Walker, Gulp. Uh, it's relying on Bailey Falter until Andrew Painter comes back. It's relying on an offense that is struggling with runs in scoring position. Um, and, and it's relying on the bullpen to keep games close that hopefully the offense can pull out late. But if you don't have your one-two, it makes this whole operation that much harder. 215-592-9494. It's Jack Fritz here on the final out. Let's get to the player of the game. Brought to you by South Jersey Gas. Committed to providing safe, reliable, affordable natural gas. Make the switch at southjerseygas.com slash lovemyhome. And it's got to be Chris Sale. Ten strikeouts tonight. Really only that one bad inning. Um, and other than that, just this neutralized the Phils. Like the, 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 the Phillies tied the game up. Um, but the difference between Sale and, and Wheeler tonight was that Sale kept it 3-3, Wheeler didn't. Um, and that ended up being the, the the difference of the game. So Chris Sale was back to throwing like 99 again. His stuff looked pretty nasty. So um, I kind of had that feeling pregame where I was like, this feels like one of those things where it's like, oh, well, Chris Sale's cooked. Mm, well, wait, wait till he plays the fills. So uh, just a frustrating night. And and I, I think they're just making this whole thing harder than it has to be. 215-592-9494. It's Jack Fritz here on the final out. On the other side, we'll get to all of your phone calls, but also what my lineup would be. And frankly, I hope that Rob Thompson is listening on his drive home. It's the final out here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Welcome on back. It is the final out here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Jack Fritz hanging out with you here on this Friday night. The final out, as always, is sponsored by Regency Furniture. Affordable, never looks so good. I'll get some thoughts on the lineup here in one second. But let's go to Jack in Egg Harbor Township. What's happening, Jack? Yo, Jack. What's going on, brother? Um, I tell you what, pretty bad night at the, uh, at the, at the, at the sports complex. Yeah, yeah, not not enjoyable. I was at the game, so it was uh, it was a pretty weary night. Not 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 very fun. But nah, listen, uh, I'm I'm starting to get uh starting to get some flashbacks of Joe Girardi here with this lineup by uh, taking guys out, switching guys around. I, it it it's not how I enjoy to watch baseball. I like watching my guys play every night who are studs you know guys who should be in the lineup now i'm not uh, i'm not terribly uncomfortable with this whole season yet i think if you can hang around 500 to the all-star break i i i think you're all right um so i'm not i'm not totally out of the season yet but rob thompson has to play his starters every night i i don't want to watch josh harrison and dalton guthrie 
play baseball. I want to watch Bryson Stott, Brandon Marsh, guys who should be in the lineup. And they had a day off. I mean, they still had a day off, right? They they, they had one day off, and then now you're giving them two days off. It, it just It's just very unorganized to me, and it gives me some wicked flashbacks of what Joe Girardi did with the lineup in the beginning of the year last year. Now, quick question and follow-up to that, Jack. Did you just say it gave you wicked flashbacks because you're around Boston fans all night, or is that just like – is that just how you, you normally talk? What, what do you mean? I mean well, – you just, you know, You're just like – you're just like, oh, I've never heard uh, of – what were we saying wicked flashbacks? Well, we're not up in Boston. What, do you have one of the lobster rolls tonight down at the stadium? I mean, <laughs> come on, man. And then we, 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 don't use, we don't use the wicked around here. It's Joe Girardi, man. I, I I got wicked flashbacks to Joe Girardi. Wicked, Terrible. wicked. Oh, wicked, yeah. It's, it's, it's wicked what Joe Girardi did with that lineup last year. I so, agree. That's the word I got for you tonight. Wicked. Uh-huh. All right. I think, Bo- listen, Boston fans, like, uh, now, not only did they come down to South Philly and they got two wins both on, on the basketball court and the baseball field, but I can't be having their, their terms being infiltrating the way that we talk, Tucker. I mean, did you 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 picked up what I was putting down there? I mean, I did. We don't, pick we don't it up. say I don't think he necessarily did. I know, but like, I've never heard someone from here say "wicked" in terms of like you know our teams. So. Yeah, I, I try to refrain from using other cities, <laughs> exactly. other cities slang. As it was much already as a bad enough. It was already a bad enough night, Tucker. Like we now we can't have "wicked" be a part of our everyday vocab. Nah, that's just that's just me. Um. So, what I would do with the lineup, and again, like, Jack, like, the thoughts on the lineup are just, they're, it's, it, it does feel a little Girardi-ish, and I hate to have to do that to Rob Thompson, who was magical last year, but part of what made it magical last year was, like, trusting his guys, and, like, I, I just, I watch them right now, and everything just feels like a, like a overthinking. It all feels like one big overthink where it doesn't have to be. You know, if, if your whole thing is, well, I'm worried about my lefties against Chris Sale, fine. Then why are you batting Why are you batting Kyle Schwarber leadoff? I mean, like, answer me that. Why are you batting Kyle Schwarber leadoff if that's the case? I would, I would take my chance with Bryson Stott. I would take my chances with Brandon Marsh. Kyle Schwarber is batting 185. If Kyle Schwarber is batting 250, I would say you have, I would say you have a case. But he's not, and I, it, it, that seems like an inconsistency from Rob Thompson. And it's just like, again, baseball. I love baseball. It's not the hardest game to figure out. <laughs> like it's just, it's not. It's simple. Just let the guys play who deserve to be playing. Brandon Marsh and Bryson Stott have earned the right to play every day. You had an off day yesterday. You don't need to give them two days in a row. Tonight was a. Must win game, like, like for all intents and purposes, for May fifth, yeah, that's a must win game. Like you've you've already lost four straight heading into tonight. You are already under five hundred. You are sitting your two guys for no reason. So, I'm just trying to give Rob Thompson some advice here. <laughs> and here's my lineup: Stott, Turner, Harper, Castellanos, Schwarber. JT, Boehm, Marsh, Sosa. Just set it and forget it. Set it and forget it. And just see what happens. 
I know that Bryson Stott has been struggling the last couple of weeks. I get it. But the guy works a hell of an at-bat at the top of the lineup that forces pitchers to use a lot of their pitches, that helps everyone else out in the lineup. It's just not that hard. It's not that hard. Just do it. Let's go to Mike in Westchester. What's happening, Mike? What's going on, Fritz? Uh, first off, uh, on a night like tonight of all nights, for that caller before me to bring up the word wicked is just a total violation. I mean, it felt total totally violation. wrong, right? Like, I wasn't out of line to say, hey, what are we using wicked for? We don't say that in this city. I, on, a, on a night like tonight of all nights against two Boston teams that ripped our hearts out, I mean, he should be banned from ever calling again if it was up to me. Well, listen, I'll forward it to Rod Lakin, and we'll, we'll see what he thinks. <laughs> we'll see what he thinks. Well, what do you got in the game tonight, man? So, to me, the biggest issue is, and it was just an uninspiring loss, but to me the biggest issue is, in the ninth inning, when your $300 million shortstop comes up, with a chance to tie or win the game, I, I feel like the game's over. I feel like he has no chance to hit Kenley Jansen, who's 40 years old. I mean, he, he wasn't even close to touching him. No. And I still believe in him. I think he's a great player, but, man, he's got to get it going a little bit for me at the top of the lineup here. I, I, well, what do you think on that? Well, what stinks about it, Mike, is that it feels like a lot of strikeouts, which is obvious. Um, and, again, Tucker gave this before the show. 25 strikeouts to the man on base, which is unacceptable. Um, it's annoying that it feels like he's just getting um, – you know, anyone that throws 95-plus feels like they're getting a fastball by him right now. Um, and then the one thing that I can't wrap my head around, well, there's, uh, well, there's two more things on Trey Turner is that like, you don't have to swing at every first pitch, like yeah. take a deep breath, just take a deep breath. Like you have, you have three strikes for a reason. It's been around for 150 years. Um, the, you know, the sport. And then even when he gets on first base, I feel like he's not looking to steal a bag where yeah. it's been the easiest to steal a base in 20 some years. Um, so I thought what, what Trey Turner is supposed to be is a guy that hits for a high average hits for, for power. He has strikeout concerns. That was always a problem when they signed yep. him, but it, he would make up for it by getting on base and wreaking havoc. He's not wreaking any havoc on the base pass. And that's been concerning. Yeah. It, it's almost like I want him to flip flop his aggressiveness. I want him to be less aggressive at the plate, but yet like, I mean, bigger bases, the pitch clock, everything. He can fly, like steal a couple bases, get something going. I, I believe in him. I'm not giving up on him, but he's got to pick it up for sure. Yeah, Mike, and I appreciate the call. And, and, you know, it's hard to completely just be like, well, this guy's done, whatever, when you see what Nick Castellanos is doing this year. Like this might just be Trey Turner's Castellanos year, which is annoying. I don't want to have to deal with that again. Um, but that's the reality. You know, when these guys get this big money, it, they come in with heightened expectations, new city, new environment, and, you know, uh, it just takes them a little while to adjust. And unfortunately, we might be having that with, with Trey Turner. Um, and you just have to hope that as Bryce gets back and gets more comfortable, he's with Trey every day and they're actually playing with each other um, you know, on the field, that <clears throat> he gets more comfortable and, and just kind of settles into a role. But the, the, the fastball is being blown by him, swinging it seemingly every first pitch. That stuff's concerning. Um, and I remember Bryce dealt with that his first year where it felt like fastballs were able to get by him. Um, and it's something he's got to work on. But, man, it's just for a guy that's batting two and having your one-two guys right now being really, really high strikeout rate guys, 
That's concerning. 215-592-9494. On the other side, we'll run through all of your phone calls and look ahead to the rest of the series before handing things off to Sean Bell. It's Jack Fritz here on the final out on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Welcome on in. It is the final out. Sponsored by Regency Furniture. Affordable never looked so good. It's time for the Mike's Amazing Play of the Game presented by Mike's Amazing, the official mayo, mustard, and vegetable oil, the Phillies. And, and for me, it's simple. First inning, uh, you know, Phillies could easily have the first out of the inning. Kyle Schwarber lets the ball, you know, clank off his glove, and he's on second base. And unfortunately, uh, the the scene happened out in the in the bullpen area. They eventually restarted the inning, and that runner came around to score. And you know, when you lose a game five three, every run counts. It could have been easily avoidable if the ball is just caught there in the ninth or in the first inning. So. Um, when a game is that close and when you have, are playing as shaky of a baseball as the way the Phillies are right now, every little thing matters. And, you know, it's just like lock in. You've lost four straight. Someone's got to step up and make a play, and, and, and that was disappointing in the first. Jay is in Newtown Square. What's happening, Jay? Jack, we are an unserious baseball team with this lineup. Right we now we are, 100%. Team. Yep. I, 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 you know, you're a you're a really good baseball historian. How many teams have won the World Series with a 180 leadoff hitter? Well, Phil's got close last year, but hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, he doesn't bat 180 all year. And, and uh, yeah, hopefully... I, don't, I, I feel like I just desperately want like Todd Zalecki or somebody to ask, you know, Topper after one of the games. Is there any objective threshold where we know this doesn't work? If he's not, he's not hitting 250. He's not hitting 200. He, what is is fifty enough? Like, what's the marker where we know it's not working? Is yeah, there and, any and, marker where you know for sure it doesn't work. And Jay, I mean, Rob talked uh, pregame, and he was basically like, "We're gonna ride this out, and if like okay. eventually we'll make a switch." Um, but right now they're not gonna do it. They're not gonna panic because this is what got them to Game Six of the World Series last year. And and my counter to that is. Like, how about we just use our eyes and and see that Bryson Stott gives you a better at bat at the top of of the lineup? Um, you know, even if you wanted to put Trey Turner there again, like if even if you put Trey back there, you put Stott two, you put Castellanos three, you put Harper right. four, whatever. Like right. to have to have Schwarber there at this point, and I'm a I love Kyle Schwarber, like I love yeah, Kyle too. Schwarber. Um, but it's just it's such a damper and I know he can hit home runs but you know it's not like every home run last year was in the first inning I mean late in games I'm sure there was also spots of runners on base that he could have done some damage with um and and it's just it's not happening um so I bet I if I had to bet and I know this is this is going to take patience and this is going to be something that uh we're going to have some have to have some intestinal fortitude for is I think he's going to give them until mid-June, and if they don't figure it out, then they'll make a switch. Um, now, I think that's too long, and I don't know what the downside is to having Stott 1 and, and Schulber 5, especially because before Bryce came back, like I didn't think it was bad. I, I thought it was fine, and, and they were – they had a, a lot of hits. They they need to work on runners in scoring position. But why can't Bryce be the guy that helps bring in runners in scoring position? It just it just doesn't make any sense to me, Jay. And it just feels like they're just overthinking this. To a certain degree, we needed a miracle to make the playoffs, and that's because of a super slow start. We don't have to put ourselves in that position again. 
but we're electing to do it. We have a guy who's in the top three in hits in baseball. It's not that he's at the bottom of the lineup. He's not playing. He elected not to play someone with the top three hits so we could play someone who's hitting 180. What are you doing? Well, it's it's not oh, even just Schwarber. It's, it's, play, it's playing Josh Harrison over him, and I appreciate the call, Jay. And, and, and there's just – there's no conclusion that you, you could come to that would tell me that playing Josh Harrison over Bryson Stott tonight gave this team a better chance to win or Dalton Guthrie over Brandon Marsh. Just play your studs. Like, we don't have to overthink this, and that's what it feels like I'm watching um, ever since really Bryce Harper came back. It, it feels like ever since Bryce Harper came back, it's one big overthink. Stott, Turner, Harper, Castellanos, Schwarber, JT, Bohm, Marsh, Sosa. I might go to bed tonight, and if I'm struggling to fall asleep, I might say that lineup over and over in my head to help me fall asleep because it's just that simple as long as you do it. It's, it's, it just is. John's in Hazleton. What's happening, John? You know, <laughs> I knew the 11 games that they had after they uh, beat Seattle in that two out of three series were going to be bad. I predicted they'd win four at 11. They might not even get there. They're playing good teams right now, and the way they're playing, they're not going to be good teams. You know, Dombrowski, so far, his big accusations, acquisitions this winter have been Kimbrell, who stinks. He's cooked. Walker, who I, I, I don't know why they gave him four years. I mean, I do think Turner's going to come around at some point, but so far has not been good. There's a lot of flaws with this baseball team right now. Yeah, I watch these games every night. I could see it. Like, you knew in the first inning what the era. You, you just know it. Like, what are we doing here? Like, and here's the thing, and, and I, Jack, I hate to say this. Boston's going five and zero in Philly this weekend, and I oh, thought the no. only chance we had, I thought the only chance we had to get a win was tonight with Wheeler pitching. I really believe that. What do you think this Boston lineup is going to do with Bailey Falter? See, the Red Sox they beat on bad pitchers. The Phillies don't. Sales had what a six seven five ERA coming in tonight. He pitched pretty damn well tonight against the Phillies. The guy tomorrow, Clover, whatever his name is, he's got a high ERA, high ERA too. Watch him shut the Phillies lineup down tomorrow. Well, well, John, I, I don't. First of all, I don't, I don't think the city's standing on Monday. If they if they go over five this weekend, so I would not appreciate that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, it was it was bad too because like uh, probably around five thirty as I was doing Marks and Reese and also <clears> thinking <throat> about final out, I was like, tonight is such a classic. Oh, Chris Sale's definitely cooked. Like the Phils will hit him around tonight. Oh wait, bang! There's 2018 Chris Sale back throwing like 99 with a wipeout slider and just destroying the fills except for one inning. It, it felt it felt like a vintage performance. Today. And one more quick thing with yeah. Hopper. I, I, look, I know they love him, the players I'm talking about. I know they like him. I don't know how much they respect him. And if he's going to keep throwing uh, Schwarber out leading off, like what is he doing? He cannot keep leading off. You have to get him out of there. He's batting 185. He's killing us right now. And was there ever a doubt that him and Turner were going to come out and strike out to end the game tonight because no, I had no there, w- there wasn't John and I appreciate the call and you know <laughs> Kenley Jansen going 3-2 slider there was a ballsy pitch especially you know with the uh, runners on base and whatnot so I mean credit to him um, I will say he got bailed on the 2-1 cutter that missed by at least six inches 
off the outside portion of the plate that would have made it a 3-1 count, whatever. Um, but, yeah, I just – I. I hope I, I think Trey Turner will turn it around, but like I have zero faith in him in, in a big spot, and that's a very very annoying place to be in with a guy you just paid three hundred million dollars to. So uh, fun times, fun times down at Citizens Bank Park. But uh, tomorrow, Foster versus Kluber, as uh, John just mentioned. And uh, let me just say this: if they get shut down by Corey Kluber, just cancel the season. <laughs> I mean, like. Like obviously that's meant facetiously, but uh, it, it, Corey Kluber is is not a a good pitcher anymore. Like Chris Sale, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. You know he had allowed one earn in his last start, five before that, and then one earn before that. So um, he was kind of on his way back. And, and just in watching him tonight, just nasty. You know, it, I didn't feel like I was watching a uh, a pitcher that was cooked um, in in Chris Sale tonight. Corey Kluber's cooked. Um, and it's Billy Falter who, again, I, I know people don't like him. I just continue to believe that uh, more often than not, he's going to give you a chance to win a ball game. Now, the thing that has absolutely killed him is that he just has gotten absolutely no runner. Uh, 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 he's gotten no run support all throughout the season. I don't know why I blanked there, but um, and and that's kind of killed him. So hopefully tomorrow, like. I'm not asking for a lot. Again, I'm I'm just I'm just a Phillies fan begging for a win. But if I could get five innings and less than three runs, like I'll take that every single day of the week. So um, hopefully they can right the ship. And then you got Tanner Howick versus Tywin Walker on Sunday. Awesome. Actually, the, the the more important start on Sunday is probably Ranger Suarez up in Lehigh Valley. He is anticipated to go 70 to 75 pitches. So hopefully. Um, he's healthy, feels good, and he can rejoin the rotation next week, thus moving Matt Strom back to the bullpen, thus giving length to uh, the bullpen and, and helping them out back there. But, man, what a what a disappointing Friday. Um, and if you're driving home from Citizens Bank Park or driving home from the Wells Fargo Center, Sean Bell is going to take all your calls, all of your reaction. Sixers get thrown into the mix with Sean coming up next. He can still react to the Phillies game. But that's going to do it for me here on The Final Out. And as always, The Final Out is sponsored by Regency Furniture. Affordable, never looks so good. That's going to do it for me. Sean Bell's got you next. I'll be back Monday uh, reacting to the Phillies weekend and all of that good stuff. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. And just, just don't let us down. Don't, like, lose tonight, whatever, bad Friday. Win Saturday, take two on Sunday. And let's not have the whole city melting down on Monday. That's going to do it for me. Sean Bell's got your next year on Sports Radio 94 W.